0: This is Adam Lippey, writer, editor, publisher of RegrettableSincerity.com, and this was recorded on Friday morning, and I'm releasing this on Sunday afternoon, uh, about five or six hours before the Oscars. I was on the radio promoting both the screening of Burn, we're having on March the 3rd and uh, talking quite a bit of detail about how Oscar voting works and how voting in particular works uh, in the Online Film Critics Society. How the, the randomness of nominations and the randomness of, of what it is eventually selected for Best Picture in quite a bit of detail. Uh, this podcast hasn't been edited as, as stringently as some of the others so, it, I, may, and so I may take another run at it uh, pretty soon but at the moment it's about 90 minutes. This week's podcast is sponsored by Davidee.com, that's D-A-V-E-E-D-E-E.com, which is a site that sells uh, Region 2, Region 3, Region 4 discs, that sort of thing, things you can't get in the U.S. Uh, my recommendation this week is Time Trumpet, which was a British series that was like, I love the 80s or I love the 90s. But they did it in the future, so they predicted all sorts of stuff. And it's very silly, and it's very funny. And it was uh, directed by Armando Iannucci, who worked with Chris Morris in the UK, starred and was written with uh, Richard Iotti, who wrote and directed Submarine, and Matthew Holness, who you'll, if you've ever seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which I also recommend, will recognize. The site, again, is com. And what I'm suggesting you watch is Time Trumpet. So uh, they don't have a slogan. So we'll just say com. Slogan goes here. Enjoy the podcast.
1: swan and his orchestra i don't think it's his real name either kids with of course yet another rendition of hooray for hollywood on the friday before the big fun fest the oscars this sunday night on some big ass network uh this is morning feed a little ass network at g-town radio and g-town com. we are the sound from germantown community radio to the world and of course on this special Last minute, perhaps impromptu pre Oscar show, we have our resident, well, semi residential movie guy, Adam Lippi. Hello, Adam. How are you today?
0: Uh, I'm fine. I, uh, what makes me semi residential?
1: Well, sometimes you come over here, and other times you do not.
0: Oh, you mean I have to actually live here to be completely residential? Uh- Adam, I,
1: I can't deal with any of your questions until we get a few things out of the way. First of all, you have some announcements to make. But before that, I'm a big believer in letting go. People have so much hate. You know, they talk about the love all around Mary Tyler Moore. What about the hate? What about the hate all around Mary Tyler Moore? You got to let that hate go, Mary. You, uh, she tried to let it go with ordinary people, which, by the way, might just be the most overrated Academy Award winner of the 1980s. But that's a different show.
0: No, Driving Miss Daisy. You think? Uh, See, I
1: can watch some of Driving Miss Daisy, but Ordinary People is just so relentless. And another one of the prerequisites or or the ingredients in most overrated films that I was giving them by decades. Gandhi. Well, wait a minute. It's also the competition. Um, Ordinary People is up against Goodfellas.
0: And no, it wasn't. It was up against Raging Bull. It
1: was. You're right. It was up against Raging Bull. Okay. Well, never mind. But I gotta let things go. First of all, we need to get something Dancing out of the Wolves way. This, fellows, but... this, this computer. I'm. I'm gonna tell me why I shouldn't beat the living shit out of this computer. Because it's smarter than you. I beat up people who are smarter than me on a semi-regular, which is not the same as semi-residential right. yeah. basis.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's also an animat. No, action.
1: that, you know what, that's not true because I've never met any people like that. So, how could I possibly beat them up? I m- much more enjoy beating up people who think uh they they can beat me up because, you know, it's concomitant, you know, and just me being able to use that word in that context makes me smarter than the people. And here who we are on Blowhard beating, you know, FM. Saying, hey,
0: WBLOW. Adam, you
1: know what? Um, I might just have your arch-enemy call
0: in. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> if you're not careful. So, Adam No, Oh, oh. I, actually, I would like that. That would be funny. All right. She might I am us. Oh, I S- thought you meant somebody else. <laughs> I don't consider your daughter my arch-enemy.
1: Well, because she likes the cosplay, so I have to keep it, I have to couch it in that, okay. you know, second life or third life. Um, oh, no, the other arch-enemy, he he ain't going to call
0: in. No. no, I didn't think so. Yeah. I didn't think he had a phone. <laughs>
1: If he can get one for free, he's got one. Yes. And so, Adam Lippy of the lovely website, A Regrettable Moment of Sincerity,
0: and of the... Which is currently going through some website revision. so please forgive the uh, occasional blank look.
1: Those are the kinds I give at the computer screen on a regular basis. But you have some uh new information is it temporary or is it permanent information because up until this point i would always give your thursday night screening room presentation at the video library in mount airy as part of your gig here is that has that changed adam
0: uh it has in, in a way yes tell us um, all about it well on uh, march 3rd i will be screening uh we will be screening burn at the broad street ministry which is uh, 315 South Broad Street. It's an enormous church. It's, l- it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Big sound system, projector, huge ceilings. It's actually three different rooms, and we'll probably go in the biggest one. Uh, instead of $7, it's $5. As because many people, you're expecting well, more people? Well, I know that there'll be more people there than normal, than I would normally get it because I'm reaching a sort of a, a wider audience, because it's right next door to the University of the Arts. And since we're showing uh, Burn and there's film students there, they'd all want to... Gum. We're showing an uncut version of burn. Those are the kids version. with
1: the condom hats on, right?
0: Uh, sure. I, I have not. Inter- well, they're woven, that,
1: huh? but they look like they have reservoir tips. And they laugh at me because I wear a beret.
0: I think they're lambskin, so you don't want to put Vaseline on their head.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't uh, protect against uh, STDs. That's that was... student transmitted disease. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, there you go. So tell us uh, about the uh, mechanistic structure that allowed you to move your venue.
0: Uh, it's called a phone.
1: Phone call? Yeah, phone did call. Did you have to talk to a, a man of the cloth or a woman of the cloth no. or somebody I, with cloth?
0: I, I did not. I was uh, recommended by the guy from Philadelphia, Eric Bressler. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, if you want to do something in Center City, uh, you should talk to this guy. And I'd, I'd been to one event there, and I liked it, and so I called him, and uh, his name is Liam. We set some temporary dates. The first one that became permanent was March 3rd, and then if it goes well, we're going to do one on March 23rd. Most of these films are going to be more of the composite cuts that I've put together Mm -hmm. myself, like Burn, Bullet in the Head, um, Hell in the Pacific, the director's cut that I put together, uh, School on Fire, a number of different films. If you wanted to find on the internet, you could not because I made them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some sort of um, closer to what the director wanted.
1: So does this mean you're saying goodbye to the screening room at the video library in Mount Airy? Are you moving on up to the east side? There's no party or
0: anything. Yeah, what I do Are you a... going
1: to continue a film uh, program in Mount Airy is what I
0: mean Not asking. on a consistent basis, no. Okay.
1: Have you told video library about this?
0: Not the owner, but the employees. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And how do they feel?
0: Yeah, they're okay with it.
1: What happens to the what happens to the free popcorn?
0: Um, I guess the people who rent out the theater, like the kids on a, you know, rent it out on a about bi-weekly basis, will get the free popcorn.
1: So there will be no free pop- popcorn at uh, the church on South Broad Street.
0: Unfortunately, no. I will see what I can do about a snack table, though.
1: Craft services table is how we call it in the industry,
0: Adam, by the way. Yes, but it's not going to be even that elaborate.
1: As uh, someone who has experienced the finest in craft services and the most meager, I'll tell you, it's a big slide. Uh, you know, some sc- craft services is, you know, pretty much Skittles and uh, uh, what are those little. Brown pla- MMs. No, little plastic bottles with the colored liquid, um, tag along something. I don't know vitamin water bite right. no worse than that the little things that look like the barrel and it's just like bad kool-aid
0: oh right right i used to call that toilet water when i was a kid that's
1: it the toilet water all right well adam forsaking the northwest part of the city for the bright lights of downtown it's happened before and it will happen again and again and again adam um are there any discounts for the press at your new uh movie venue
0: uh, well, I've invited press, so if they want to come, they just have to let me know, and yes, I would let them in. for. I time. would be press. Yes, I know. Uh, do
1: you notice the fedora with the little card in it that says press?
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it, it says liberal media on your head somewhere, is that right?
1: Uh, no, it says Pravda, which oh, means okay. truth, you know. All right. Okay. Now, uh, the Academy Awards are Sunday. What What is your Sunday? That's son-
0: the worst segue, truth, the Academy Awards. Thank
1: you. Um, well, I'm just, I'm just giving Billy Crystal a little heads up. I'm coming for him. Who are the writers that sit backstage furiously scribing?
0: They're and, usually stand-up comedians yeah. or people who write for sitcoms, that sort of thing. I'm other I'm, than Bruce Valanche, who may not be doing it, but they mostly hire. Is co- Whoopi comedians.
1: is Whoopi or Bet working that night? No, they're they're not.
0: Well, they're probably not writing the Oscars. No, if
1: they're not working that night, that Bruce has no gig
0: that night right
1: because they feel they're the way they consistently can reach the gay community is have you know a gay comedy writer well yes sitting back so i'm betting even money kevin Pollock, without question that he's back, writing there backstage don't think bit. so i think he's, no?
0: he's he's above that at this point no are
1: you kidding me
0: no his his uh podcast, how long since he's been in an a movie his podcast is very popular and it does very well it reaches like i don't know like a million people a couple of you know
1: do you realize where you are? You're on. You're in a venue that has a podcast. So if no, if I
0: have a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. But if his, there's any similarity his is, his between actually, me
1: and Kevin Pollock, he needs the
0: work. His, his is actually you know like you know people Hulu bought it and they they show it there. I mean it's like you know the, the
1: oh Hulu gave me a a call the other night
0: and they said you owe us money.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I had no idea who they were. I thought it was like a Tiki bar. I said. All right, so no Kevin Pollock backstage. I
0: think they've got an Amazon.com deal, too. All right, Adam. Side bet? Side bet what?
1: A dollar, Kevin Pollock.
0: Well, I can tell you that he's not writing back there for a dollar, but I can tell you he's not writing back there anyway. Because why? Because he's doing a live show simultaneously, I think.
1: So he's podcasting about the Oscars as the Oscars are going on.
0: Uh, No, I I can't remember if he's doing it in New York, but it's a live show. I think it's like in, you know... uh, a stand-up, you mean? No, 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 like like his podcast, which mm-hmm. is like a couple of people and there's a crew. Well, then one I think he of said it Billy... was going to be audio only, but it's. I think they might be doing it in New York, so it would have been impossible anyway. Well, then one it. of
1: the Billy Crystal writers will be listening to The Kevin Pollack Show, write down what he said, and hand it on a little, uh, type it into the prompter, and then Billy will
0: say it. It's the same thing. Maybe. I, I think you're looking closer to Patton Oswalt, Brian Posehn. Those are the guys who write this stuff.
1: All right. Uh, do you think Billy will be uh, all uh, swole up, Oh, like Jerry Lewis was a few years ago.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, balloon head, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be funny. <laughs> I wonder if I'll make a joke about that.
0: So well, he's just—he should be happy that it's not the same year that Up came out because he would float away.
1: Where will you be Sunday?
0: Probably at home,
1: watching alone or with your lovely lady friend,
0: or with the dog and the lovely lady friend. Yeah. Okay.
1: And do you watch the pre? Or the do you watch no, the I red don't. car? You do not watch the red carpet. No, I don't. Okay. So we can't talk about the red carpet.
0: Well, all right. Last night I was listening to a, a podcast. The Biz- <laughs> I don't
1: know how to do that, but you um, know,
0: I, I hear it's popular. What's it called? The Treatment, Elvis Mitchell's show. And he was interviewing what was He's referred a to the Army Archard of the new Army Archard. I can't remember his name. But it was like runs Oscar.com or something. Okay. And I got enough just listening to him. Where say, is the
1: old Army Archard? Is he dead?
0: I don't know. Is he retired dead? I
1: don't know. But Army Archer looked like one of those guys that would keep shrinking the older he got until people couldn't find him anymore. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like Casey Kasem. It's like where is he? He's in the wife. She's huge. So uh, the new Army Archer, yeah.
0: And his sort of rah rah rahness really drove me nuts. It was almost like bragging and then being defensive and then complaining about the Oscars, but not really. It was mm-hmm. all yeah. It was it was tough to sit through. I always sit through the whole episode, and I think I turned that one off ten minutes early. That is just Mm. pretty brutal.
1: You're a sports fan, too, uh, Adam. Um, Are there? Yeah, I'm sure
0: there's some sporting event I could watch. No,
1: are there literally hundreds of bets uh, on uh, various kinds of bets on the Oscars like there are on the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, of course. The coin toss, uh, how many penalties in the quarter and stuff like that. We're we're talking not about who's going to win. We're talking about, uh, you know, who wears the most inappropriate dress. Uh, We're going to talk about
0: opinion. So how can you win that? Okay, all right.
1: How about this? How about does Billy Crystal make a Ricky Gervais reference in his monologue?
0: I would bet he does, yes.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I can't bet against that. Okay, here's a bet maybe we can bet against. If there is a Ricky Gervais... Okay, is there Ricky Gervais special material in the song Billy sings? Or is that just all going to be about the nominees? And how the hell... Does Billy...
0: Oh, well, I think maybe... Well, it's hard to know. And how it... long is
1: that song going to be? There's nine nominees.
0: Four minutes. Uh, I think <laughs> if, if he's going to mention Gervais in the song, they'll ha- it'll have to be sort of an aside and a, and a mugging m- moment where he looks at the crowd and arches the eyebrow or something okay. like that.
1: Here's the, the test. Will the Gervais reference in the Billy Crystal song or monologue? See, I don't think he can do it in the song. He's got nine movies. He can't possibly change costume nine times.
0: He's not going to. But obviously, he didn't write the song, so
1: right. So I don't think he can fit Gervais into the song. I think he's got to do it in the monologue. Or here's the here's the break point for me. Will the Gervais reference reference just the fact that Gervais was controversial? Or, my preference, that Gervais had been controversial, got the return gig, and wussed out. I think Santorum's going to win, yes.
0: Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if Harvey Weinstein backs him, he will. Right. I don't think Harvey Weinstein's going to back him. I know his assistance. Okay. I, and I know... You know what I'm getting at anyway.
1: Yeah. And um, I know why Harvey Weinstein uh, won't back Rick Santorum. Because Rick Santorum does not do man on dog sacks. Okay, man on fat dog sex. We will sleep with right. dead
0: babies, though, so you have that.
1: So will no? Will the reference be as hip as I would make it, which is that Gervais was that, out? <clears throat> See, I don't think it goes... That's I, a hip
0: reference, really?
1: Yeah, because I think... Beca- because the revisionism... That's like
0: a broken hip reference. No,
1: it's the revisionism started the very next night. Gervais is the only guy who not only did the talk show circuit, who did the talk show circuit after his appearance on the uh, Golden Globes. It was like kind of the... Yeah, but he's
0: promoting a show. He's got other shows yeah. running.
1: But it was also the revisionist history tour saying, oh, he didn't say maybe I wasn't as offensive the second time. he And he repeated he repeated the revisionism, each one, because I saw him on like two or three. He said, yeah, the last year they really had a stick up their ass. This year they were a little looser. Well, this year they were a little looser because you you know, you uh, made a deal to maybe get another g- bad movie green-lighted after the Greg Kinnear bomb from heart or something.
0: It no, was he, a- he did The Invention of Lying, which was him and Merchant working on that one. Right. Uh, which was an okay movie. No, It doesn't quite okay. work.
1: Yeah. Well, um, it works as a half hour. Unfortunately, movies are three times
0: as long. Right, the- yeah. It is, it is sort of half an idea Well, with, they- with the strangest product placement. Ten minute bit of all time where he's literally reading off a Pizza Hut box and the Pizza Hut box is center of frame for ten minutes.
1: the uh, The biggest cliche of the move from TV to movies is uh, people need to practice uh, writing comedy for an hour and a half. You can't just figure you can string together three half hours. Yeah,
0: but who do you think writes all of the movies? That I mean, they're all just TV writers who think they're movie remixing. Yeah, but didn't they
1: do a few bad ones for practice before they got a...
0: When was the uh, last time you saw a comedy that had a third act? Good idea. You, you know, well,
1: point well taken. Um, I guess ordinary... And Charlie Kaufman wasn't involved in. I guess ordinary people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only bet. You say he, w- his uh, Billy Crystal's Gervais comment will be about the fact that Gervais was lame on his return no, engagement? No, it won't. Okay, well then we've got nothing to bet on.
0: It'll be like some sort of like joke about how disreputable the Golden Globes are. Probably.
1: What is your opinion? No, see, I'll bet against that. I will bet against that.
0: No, but, not specifically like saying, "Oh yeah, they're shit." I just mean like that they're a, a step below the Oscars, and like.
1: I think the reference and and will be. I am the- more beloved and more funny than. Yeah, Ricky that's Gervais. a
0: disreputable. I mean, that's a comparison thing, not a. A
1: comparison to to Gervais not to the Golden Globes as an institution. Yes, but, but uh, cuz the academy it, loves the Golden Globes. Of course. It's like the same reason that the Democrats love the Republicans cuz they stand them. together. Right. You say, "Oh, they suck, but at
0: least they're not them." <laughs> well, yes. I mean, that's yeah, the Golden Globes validate the notion of the Oscars. You know, the Golden Globes right. are rigged, everyone knows that, but the Oscars, it's just a different sort of rigging in its own way, and then I think we'll discuss that. So time.
1: where's your uh, new venue for films, Adam? What's it, the address?
0: It is at 315 South Broad Street.
1: And when's the next uh, or the the premiere March, showing? March
0: which... the 3rd. It's a Saturday at 6 p.m.
1: All right. And, and you'll be showing what?
0: We'll be showing the uncut version of Burn with Marlon Brando. The best movie I showed last year, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ponte in com- Corvo? Yeah, Ponte Corvo, director of Battle of Algiers. Uh, with uh, Brando as a as a as a guy who works for a a sugar well, caning company, mm-hmm. uh, who deliberately starts a slave revolt on an island in the Pacific, just so he they can sort of benefit off of it and watch sort of the political dominoes fall and all this stuff. It's a it's a fascinating movie. It was it was butchered when it was released in the U.S. cut by twenty minutes of pretty much all the political material. And an uncut version was released in Italy and then also in America in 2004, but unfortunately it was all dubbed into Italian. So you lose Brando's performance, and he gives a, a great performance. I think, you know, when I talked about it, I was here one once time before talking about it, and, and uh, you know, you said Fletcher Christian, you know, British, sort of effeminate British that mm-hmm. he's doing. Mm-hmm. He does a better version of simply that, yeah. Yes, he does. And so what I've done is I've taken the American cut and then cut in all of the stuff that had been cut and put it back in the movie. And it's a seamless cutting. I mean, it just goes back and forth between Brando talking. And if it's a part that was cut out that has no English audio, you get to read subtitles that I've rewritten and made sure were coherent and everything. And then it'll go back and forth and back and forth. So there is no being taken out of it at all. And it's it's a brilliant film
1: the magic of art and talent trumps all logic it even trumps logical treatises and uh, by that i mean uh, in my most unworthy oscar winners uh, show and it was a two part show i gave s- the finalists in the 90s were a beautifully symmetrical pair of colonialism or or <laughs> well-intentioned phony liberalism meets racism and of uh, course Dances i with mean wolves
0: and what's the other one a
1: uh, schindler's list uh sh- uh two movies what about forrest gump two no two movies about genocide where the leads were played not by the victims of the genocide and which one would think the movie should be. You mean be. Forrest Gump?
0: What's the difference? Is all that Vietnam stuff.
1: That's true, but it was... You know, Forrest Gump is offensive from a completely different viewpoint. No, that it's
0: offensive bo- from both perspectives. I yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. But, I, but in, in the sense of my artistic symmetry, I had to say a movie about uh, six million Jews being uh, murdered with the hero being a German Christian and a movie about who knows how many Indians being murdered where the hero is a white man.
0: And and who knows how many Vietnamese being murdered is...
1: Right. That's true, but that was... uh, Forrest Gump, the overriding, insulting nature, was a retarded man who goes through a lot of difficulties in life, but none of them have to do with how a uh, society uh, regards his retardation. Right. <laughs> That's well, not his biggest problem. Well no,
0: it's it's all stuff that happens to him. He doesn't actually do anything. Everything is everything right. seems to occur around him and he just happens to be there. A
1: movie about a mentally a, dis- a challenged man if you want to be all Berkeley about it where none of his challenges have to do with his mental challenges is a ridiculous, insulting movie.
0: It's it's, obviously inspired Rick Santorum to run
1: man on dog. It's a slippery slope. My end, uh, my continuation of this thought is that even though Brando is by a strange turn, the hero of a movie and he plays he's the not part of, he's
0: the he's the antihero. He's a well, protagonist in the sense that he's, he's the, the main
1: protagonist character. of a movie. There and are no heroes also in this movie. The colonialist, <laughs> yes. And I hated these two other movies because the colonialist is the hero. Where they oh, should be. This making is a the way more honest about movie about what it is. I say art, artistry trumps all logical political arguments. Mm-hmm. By that extension, the thing I go on about by. Uh, incessantly, I know, Adam, I do go on incessantly about people like, for example, Ryan O'Neill's accent coming and going and Barry Lyndon and other bad acting performances like that. Uh, Brando, by turns, compels his accent to come and go in Missouri Breaks.
0: <laughs> well, that's a sort of and, uneven movie. That and he doesn't... makes
1: art out of that. He makes art out he, of his... He's the only memorable yeah. thing in that movie. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, in other words... No matter what you hear me say, it can always be trumped by talent or strangeness well, I mean, or in most, a word, Brando.
0: All you have to <laughs> think about is how he made the character in Byrne so effeminate. And then in Last Tango, which is only like two or three years later, is an overcompensation mm-hmm. for feminization and trying to over masculinize it. Just the, the character itself and what, what a strange dichotomy that is and it, or what range he has is so, so impressive in those two performances.
1: Brando's talent is so large and so strange that he's the only actor that I know of who may well be mailing a lot of his performance is in but you really can't tell which and you don't care.
0: Oh, I you can tell which. All right. Don Juan De Marco and the score. He's mailing those in.
1: Yeah, but they're still great. Unlike No, no,
0: he's awful in Don Juan De Marco. He really is okay he's uh, all right uh, Johnny other... Depp blows him off the screen in that, and he's doing a brando impression basically and he's he's really quite awful and don we know
1: what drugs uh, Johnny Depp does before uh, uh the slate comes down what was brando what's what's brando on most of the time d do, do you have any idea food okay there you go it's the insulin, it's the sugar it's the academy awards my friend g town radio gtown dot com so we don't have any bets on the monologue. Let's go right to the nominees. We'll start with best editing of an animated feature and work way.
0: Around... <laughs> no, we're
1: not. We're going to go... Oh,
0: well, well, speaking of that, when we get to uh, this, the, the my explanation of how this system works and how I voted and all this other stuff... Did you vote? Not on these awards. I vote on other awards, but it works the same way. Mm-hmm. And... It's funny that that we had a category called Best Animated Film, and I hadn't seen any of them, so I just abstained from voting in that category. Maybe I'm not young enough anymore where I can sit through an animated film. Well, not I can sit through animated films, but an animated film that's aimed at a a child or at least an older person who thinks that they have the mind of a child.
1: Well, the only thing I can tell from the animated feature film categories, and by the way, they're still at five. Best Picture's at nine. Oh well, uh, I don't recognize well three of the five, and I only recognize Kung Fu Panda two because I had to sit through part of Kung Fu Panda one once. Puss in Boots, I assume, has Antonio Banderas in
0: it. I'm guessing. Right? Yes, there you go. trick five, I guess that would be
1: good to be working. And uh, when he does a no, he was a- in
0: The Skin I Live In, which he's very good in that.
1: Okay, uh, an Dar.
0: Was that nominated for foreign film too? I don't know. Should have been. Do,
1: do we care about uh, a nomination for foreign films when foreign films get to run for best picture now? As long as there's Weinstein money in it? I don't know.
0: I, I don't really care about the nominations per se anyway, but but it's it's good it's good Well, to
1: have, it's been nice to have you on the show, good, Adam.
0: It's good to have it's good for them to use it as, as a platform for more people to see the film. Now, you know, it's not one of Almodovar's best films, nor profound, but it's very entertaining. Okay.
1: Let's go right to the supporting actor and actress. Do you care?
0: Do you, don't you know the answer? But no. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. answer whatever the question best is.
1: Best actress in a supporting role. Well, you know, this is... This gee, is they're going to give you the I, help. I or... wa- no. Well, here's the thing, Adam. There are two, two members of the African-American underclass um, yeah, but then, and that, by that I mean they are the underclass in this movie that takes place in 1962. Oh wait, there's two. And they're members movie. of the underclass in Hollywood.
0: Uh, is it two people from that same movie? Not yes. Nice. Okay.
1: Jessica Chastain and Octavia Spencer. No,
0: no, no. Jessica Chastain is white.
1: Oh really? Yes. She's oh, also okay. in.
0: She's also in Tree of Life. Forget it. She's so the wife in Tree of Life. Then the
1: black woman wins. Yes. I don't think we have to discuss no, that she, anymore. She's
0: a black woman in a white savior movie. So right.
1: The, again, no brainer. Uh. No, 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 no whatever her name is, Emma Stone, who will continue to uh, uh, play various superhero girlfriends and high school students in movies that make a lot of money, and Octavia Spencer, who will maybe get to play the sister or wife of a famous black person from history.
0: And then the, disappear <laughs> yeah, for 10 years. No,
1: she'll, she'll, she'll wind up as the tough but fair desk sergeant on some NCIS, I'm right. sure. Uh Ms. as I Spencer, said, you won't hear from her for ten years you'll only. have a lovely home and at least three cars, but there will be no red carpet for you much in the future except at the Emmys, of course. Thank you. And and do you know why? Is it because you're black? No. It's because you're chubby and because you're black. Yes, that's right. Because this is Hollywood. And if there's any and they will give awards to black people. But if they're chubby, unless they can sing, they've got to go to other media. I'm sorry. Unless, of course, they will play the wife of a famous black person who happened to have a chubby wife. Adam. Well, um, are you thinking of
0: like Ghost of Mississippi where where Whoopi plays the the wife of Medgar Evers and it should be about Medgar Evers, but it's really about Alec Baldwin, the lawyer.
1: Yeah. How about that? Yeah.
0: And James (laughs) Woods, the racist. Nothing to do with what it should be about.
1: Well, look, uh, and then there was the other one with Gene Hackman, uh, Mississippi Burning.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're basically the same movie. White saviors,
1: white redneck savior, (laughs) by the way. However, you know, that's like the only Alan Carr movie I can sit through. Alan Parker. I mean, Alan Parker movie I can sit through.
0: That's not one I can sit through. What's the one I can sit through? Uh, The one with Diane Keaton and Albert Finney. Shoot the Moon.
1: That's all right, yeah. All Um, right, so um, the black woman as they are undoubtedly saying in the homes where they're voting in, well, in you, Hollywood, what, what was, the what, black was, woman wins let, for, let me,
0: Hold on. There's, someone said this yesterday, and I thought it was quite funny, is that the reason... Unlike the things I said, Oh, you know what? It was Elvis Mitchell making fun of this guy who, was on, who he was interviewing, and he said the reason that she'll win is because the people are in the, who are voting are old enough to have had a black maid at some point. <laughs>
1: So are we putting The Help in with uh, Dances with Wolves and uh, and Schindler's List? I think so. I don't think it's going to win. Oh, no. no. It's not going to win. All right. So that's the best supporting actress. Actor in a supporting role. Kenneth Branagh. He has acting training.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a, he's not particularly exceptional in that movie, though. Jonah Hill,
1: or as I like to call him, my son. Who's this? Oh, is this the woman from, the white woman from The Help? Kenneth Branagh, My Week with Marilyn, playing another over actor (laughs) jonah hill my son and moneyball why would you see a movie about baseball the answer is i don't know
0: well it's a fine movie it's like okay it's watchable the artist is the same like it's perfectly watchable all right but not special it's just that that's what's what i liked about moneyball is that i've read the book and it's a totally unadaptable book so the fact that it's a watchable movie is quite quite the achievement
1: well it yeah i think um What Brad probably got this green-lighted, right? It doesn't happen without him.
0: Oh, they've been trying to make this for years.
1: Exactly. So it didn't get uh, it didn't get made until Brad said, "Can I? I'd like to make it." And I think this is Brad's way of proving. No, Soderbergh
0: basically got fired from it. Who? Soderbergh basically got fired from it.
1: Well, movies don't happen because Soderbergh says so. Movies get happen. No, actually, because Brad Pitt.
0: Sometimes he can get movies made. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Fine. But not this one. This was about Pitt. So, do you think Pitt? In order to prove the fact that he's not just a pretty face, uh, said, "I hey, I'll make a movie about baseball and math. (laughs) That'll make my wife look up to me."
0: Well, in the book, he's described as very good looking. So okay.
1: And the Oakland A's never won anything, and that's that. So uh, yeah, but
0: it's not really about that. It's about statistical anomalies and the fact that you can't, you know, over a long period of time, you can predict stuff, but not in a short seven-game series.
1: The last aspect of baseball that I liked in any movie, other than rhubarb, the one about the tabby cat managing the 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 movie of uh, managing the team, was the Ed, Harold. Ed,
0: War- Ed, no, Ed, the one with um, Matt LeBlanc and the chimp. You like that one?
1: I you know what? I never saw that, but I did see. Chimp um, peas in it. It happens every spring where Ray Meland um, is a chemist, and he uh, invents a substance that repels wood. And he smears it on the baseball, and he becomes the best pitcher in the league. Even though he wears glasses, and he's well, like five. Speaking four. of
0: repelling wood, I haven't seen the help, but I understand that there's a shit pie in it. So,
1: oh, Jason, uh, uh, the kid from uh, American Pie. No, I think, stick I think I think some one? sort
0: of come up, and some pie gets that's made out of poop gets made. And eaten, really, eaten, yeah, it's oh, classy.
1: Those. Tricky maids. Mm. So um, the actor. I cannot verify suppo- that not having seen the film. Speedy, by the way, which is a great Harold Lloyd movie, uh, stars uh, in a supporting role Babe Ruth, and he's really good in it. Seriously. Um, so he's best actor. He's a
0: lot of good lines, is what you're saying.
1: It's a silent film. I,
0: I know it's Harold Lloyd.
1: Although Babe Ruth was in uh, the Lou Gehrig story and had lines, he played uh, Tony Lazeri. Uh actor in a supporting role. So Kenneth Branagh, Jonah Hill. Nick Nolte, and then of course the reason for this category: Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow, which is, here's men close to death, who uh, who uh, I believe have well, never won. Well, Christopher Plummer's
0: good in that film, and that's actually that's that's a very good film. Beginners, if, if no one has seen it, is worth seeing. Okay, very entertaining.
1: But and Max von Sydow, Sydow who
0: is a great actor in a movie that no one wants to sit through.
1: I can only imagine when Max von... S- and he presented an award to Scorsese at the BAFTA, which is the British Academy Awards. And I have ne- I don't think I've ever seen the unanimity of thought. And, you know, actors, movie actors are trained to portray their thoughts on their face when the camera's on them. And I saw the unanimity of thought when Max von Sydow came out on the stage in all the fine classically trained the people who know how to do this british actors they all thought the same two thoughts in sequence one how is this man alive and i saw him as a child in an ingmar bergman movie and he was old then how is he still alive so i guess three thoughts how is he still alive the, just the incredible time track as they go back to 1959 when he played chess against death, and he was old then, how is it possible? But you say it's going to be Christopher Plummer.
0: Yeah, well, he's 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 older. It's it's no Ron Seedow must. No, no, no. I'm saying in general. I don't mean yes. Okay. It's a gay role. It's a an old man discovering who he is role, and all the Oscar voters are old men. So mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to guess that he and wins. probably
0: closeted, so it helps them.
1: Because they feel, I, I say he wins because it's between him and the other guy close to death. And by this time, especially because of the Bergman roles and the exorcist role, they figure they'll have another chance to give it to Dow because somehow...
0: He's going to live to 130.
1: He will continue to cheat death because, I think, they think of his chess expertise. So it's Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. And, Wait, uh, didn't
0: Christopher Plummer also pay, play a character recently in a movie where he's like supposed to be like 100 years old?
1: I don't know, but he's the only... If, if I could cut every other part of um, the uh, Sound of Music out and just watch Christopher Plummer's role, because he's in a completely different movie. I don't know if you've ever sat through that. I had to when I was a I kid. I had and, seen it once, yeah. He, he has no idea what movie he's in.
0: <laughs> well, you know, watching it... You, Most of us don't know what kind of movie we're watching. Oh, I
1: do. It's it's if we can only get every nun in in America to see this movie a hundred times, we're going to break all kinds of records, which is exactly what happened. Actress in a leading role. You know. For all the political correctness of Hollywood, and we're looking at the official Oscars uh, website here, for all the political correctness of Hollywood, and part of it has uh, affected the way people refer to actresses, and by that I mean it refers to them as actors now, how come... When they have actor in a leading role and then the nominees, they still have next to it actress in a leading role. Why don't they have actor in both? And you just know from the names that these are the women actors
0: because that would be confusing.
1: But people who vote for the Academy Awards are already confused. They don't know how to toaster works
0: because of the way that we've referred to black people as 19 different things. And if you're wrong, if you don't refer to them in the correct nomenclature whether it's no longer afro-american african-american this was their
1: decision adam because for many years no matter what name they gave themselves which they felt they needed to change because the last one had become an epithet and this one was dignified uh, more dignified than the newly minted dignified one later became an epithet they should have done what we did We're Jews. We call ourselves Jews. We know the word Jew as uttered by a non-Jew is an insult. Oh, what a look at that Jew. (laughs) So and we just live with it. You can't get away from it.
0: All right. It actually gives us more power.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like that word in the rap songs. Right. Okay, fine. Actress in a leading role. Glenn Close, who plays a guy, right? <laughs> what, no, plays a woman who plays a guy. What kind of a stretch is that, man? She looks like a guy already. Okay, Viola Davis. Oh, wait a minute, hold on now. Well, Octavia Spencer is going to win, so they can't give it to another black woman, right?
0: They can do that. Oh, oh, well, who? Are, who are, I forget who's in there. It's Rooney Mara,
1: Scott. Michelle Williams, and of course the winner, Meryl Streep.
0: That's four.
1: No. Michelle okay. Williams, Meryl Streep, Rooney Marrow, Dragon Tattoo, Viola uh-huh. Davis made Glenn Close uh, playing, you know, a hawk-faced man.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Albert Nobbs of the another movie that no one wanted to sit through. The cover was so unappealing on the screener they sent out that no one could sit through it. No one could even open the package. It was just so off-putting. It, it'll be related to what I'm going to talk about later, about how these things are decided.
1: So uh, Meryl Streep, because she's Meryl Streep.
0: Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: Uh, Of course, what will she wear? We saw her at the Golden Globe. She was on her way to a rodeo. (laughs) This bodes ill for all things Eastern. I think, you know, the prejudice against anything, you know, east of Dodger Stadium as woefully out of touch is just reinforced every time Connecticut based Meryl Streep is seen in a dress that she's obviously picked out for herself. You know, I just don't think this bodes well for anything Eastern. I think Meryl Streep needs to, you know, pick it up a little, say, I got this from this uh, designer and I got this from Bulgari, and just come on, honey, just do it. You know, you sit in makeup for 14 hours. And then you get an award for looking like a person that, you know, Dick Smith's grandson uh, uh, made happen. OK, fine. Uh, any problems with Meryl Streep as the bloody obvious choice? No, no. That's probably right. OK. There you go. Um, uh, I think uh, next year she's going to be playing the theme, uh, the, the title role in uh, uh, Reagan. I didn't know what was going on. Honest. Of look, course, if, they, if they had if Rick they, Santorum is up for the part of uh, Oliver North in that one,
0: if they had been willing to put make game change into a, a feature instead of a TV movie, Julianne Moore would be there because if you've seen the trailer with her playing Sarah Palin, it's uncanny.
1: Yeah, she does look like although the last time I saw somebody on a trailer that looked uncanny and I said. I guess I'm going to have to watch this movie. It was um, Jim Carrey as uh, Andy Kaufman, and
0: I. But he's wa- he's great in that. It's yeah, just not it's not a great movie. It but stinks. Yeah. It's it's a greatest hits package. Right. All right. Dramatically, it doesn't work, but he's 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 great in it. Well,
1: I saw the trailer you're talking about about Game Change, and you know what?
0: Ed Harris really looks like John McCain too. That
1: know? was that was the shock. I I could see. Julianne Moore
0: what Dreyfus could have played Ed Harris do but he already played that part in the American president exactly
1: but Ed Harris as McCain that was the shocker for Mm -hmm. me actor in a leading role all right Damian Bashir a better life I am completely at sea what I'm I'm going
0: to explain how all of that works
1: okay George Clooney again as I've said before the bravery quotient uh, that equals awards very often started out as Well, he's brave because he's not moving at all, uh, as in my left foot, or he's brave because he's playing a retarded person like uh, Rain Man. Or he's brave
0: because he's good looking and he's playing someone ugly. That's the other third one. Right,
1: right. And George Clooney, he's middle aged and he's actually playing someone middle aged. And he's 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 the father of teenager teenagers rather than taking them to lake como to have lots of sex with him while brad Pitt watches um that is is what the bravery quotient has come to in hollywood how brave for george clooney actually to portray a man of his own age Jean dujardin i need to backtrack here i'd like you to give your impression of uh an academy award voter uh, looking over the nominee sheet When it comes to screenplay And the artist is on there Go ahead, your impression You don't have. By the way, this can be a silent impression I'll just describe it to our, our listeners <laughs> Yeah, I, that's about right um, Gene Dujardin is the artist Gary Oldman, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy I hear- Those of
0: you listening could not see me Adjust my my old, old man glasses right.
1: And Brad Pitt, Moneyball now, Gary Oldman, who when he underplays still overplays, <laughs> how does he manage it? Because he's an actor, and he's British.
0: He's pretty. He's pretty down. You know, downbeat in this.
1: Yeah, but I, I, you know, you can't forget Guinness because the movie about uh, the John Carré movie right, right, right. is just uh, a great, or the uh, the series, the BBC series. The, the movie is, is the very
0: is very kind of compressed, and you can yo, tell. you bet.
1: All right, is it's Clooney versus the the French guy, yes? Yeah, it is. So what do you think?
0: Probably the French guy. Because
1: of Fatso?
0: Um no. In these situations certain things cancel each other out, that's all that happens, and then Clooney will get whatever votes versus whomever, and that'll that's just what happens.
1: Yeah, but uh, the, the, the French the, guy the, is versus Clooney, so they can't. Yeah, cancel but they're not even they're out. not
0: even really like, you know, pandering to the same audience in that sense. Uh, the, the Artist is a self-congratulatory movie about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, and The Descendants is uh, a downbeat movie about cheating wives and comas and stuff. And, I'm, and, and land and, and, you know.
1: And Hawaiian shirts.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that's, that's the conundrum. And, you know, why did Roberto Benigni, basically playing himself, win an Oscar? Because mm-hmm. the other actors kind of cancel each other out. That's what happens.
1: Also because they knew he'd give a really interesting speech that no one could understand. And, of course, he walked over all the seats to get down. And I think that's part of this. One of the, uh, we we look at these other award shows like BAFTA and the Golden Globes as a uh, a bellwether on who's going to win in the Academy Awards. But sometimes, and I think this might be the case, that it works against someone, specifically Clooney. Clooney was a little bit too full of himself. On some of his acceptance speeches.
0: It, it, you're, you're looking into it too much. For instance, yesterday... No,
1: see, I think there are real reasons that people win Academy Awards, no, but they have no, uh, uh, no relationship to the no, quality you just, you just of add, the art. You just
0: add whatever you want to it. You're just attributing things that aren't really related. So Elvis Mitchell was talking about this yesterday, that in order to get nominated for an Oscar, you need 280 votes. That's mm-hmm. that's the minimum, or, or like 280 passionate fans. There's like 7,000 Academy members. So you'll, 280 is what, like 3%? Mm-hmm. So well, I'm not talking
1: about the nominations. I'm no, talking no, no, about but, the but winning.
0: the point being that in order to get into that small group, you know, that's that's nothing. And then right. of the five, it's probably not going to be the five that you wanted to be in there or you thought were good. And then it's just kind of like voting for, well, this was better than... Yeah, because because in the voting that I did, I voted for Clooney, not because he was the best actor of the year, but he was just better than the other people that we had listed. It's really just came down to that. So
1: you do not think that, uh, again, uh, taking into consideration the relative personalities and intelligence of the average Academy uh, voter and the fact that they are. If any demographic can be said to be watching the other award shows before the Academy Award and taking any of that to emotional, if not logical, These heart. Are old
0: white guys who've been taught gay is bad.
1: Yeah, uh, and I and, think. And
0: emotion is bad.
1: And they think humble is good. And they see Clooney being full of himself and they see the French guy being humble and they say, I'm going to give it to the French guy. That's one reason. Let me give you the other one. As I'm sure, you know, every threat to the giant machine of Hollywood is later absorbed by Hollywood. So then that they can control it and it is no longer a threat. Television was a threat to them in the fifties. Now the same corporations control the television networks and the movie studios threat ended the, uh, so-called, independent film movement when it actually was kind of sort of independent has now been absorbed into Hollywood and they own tiny little uh, companies that present these artistic read cheap movies. So Hollywood can keep putting out enormous mindless blockbusters that pay their cocaine and prostitute bills. While simultaneously... Don't,
0: don't understate the importance of the $15 million interesting movie, though.
1: Right. They bankroll the interesting movies as well. They give them the awards. I have no
0: issue with that if they're going to continue to do that.
1: I, I, I ain't taking an opinion okay. here. I'm just telling people how it works. Not you, Adam. You know how it works. So Hollywood now runs the so-called independent film movement. They make the independent films. They make a little bit of money from the independent film. They give the awards to the independent films. So Hollywood... So we don't get to say, "How dare they give a movie to the big blockbuster just because it make it made a billion dollars?" Well, they get to make it to the movie to the movies that only made them ten or fifteen million dollars. That those are the movies that need the award. We won three award push to make them a little bit more money on their small uh, outcry. While the robot movies keep you know all the whores and junk flowing in and out the of only Harvey correct Weinstein's in
0: her office. You really made there. Yes. Cuz you're referring to Hollywood as if it were a person or a thing. It when is it's, it's
1: Harvey Weinstein.
0: Well, what the only correct is And that's both. That's a person and yeah, a thing. Right. But the, the the notion that one person can be responsible for all this. That part is true because most of how these things work, it, it it's so dispassionate and random. And there is no overarching conspiracy theory.
1: Uh, A conspiracy is when everybody gets together in a room and says, here's what we'll do. What I'm saying is everybody has the same idea and they all do it. So it all works together, even if they only have lunch
0: and talk about other things. But, you know, you're not factoring in. Guilt trips You're not factoring in, like, there's just so many other factors. And, and the, the reason that Harvey Weinstein becomes so powerful is because he's focused and that he will just jam things down people's throats until they feel guilty and they will vote for it or whatever the situation or is. Or until they get the role. Right. And, <laughs> and all it takes is one person to either kill your career or advance your career, and that's true in any industry. All you have to do is piss the wrong person off who's got a you know chip on their shoulder and then they will go out of their way to take down for whatever reason. And that's how this stuff works. You know, rising careers and falling careers always make no sense to anyone, right? Because it has nothing to do with acting talent.
1: Right. There are rules. They're just not the ones that we're told but they're not, about. They're
0: not enforced rules. They're, they're rules because we have decided that, well, we must explain all of this. It's, it's the notion of religion. Well, we don't understand it, so there must be a God because at least that thing can understand it.
1: Well, we know what runs Hollywood, money and sex until the 80s, then money and sex and cocaine
0: but that's what runs the world. I don't understand, you know, sex drives everyone and the only reason people want to make men want to make money is so they can have more sex.
1: Cocaine does not run chartered accountancy. Methamphetamine runs chartered accountancy.
0: Yes, but but the the, po- the point of getting the drugs is to have the sex and the, you get the, you have the money to buy the drugs to have the sex because the sex is the validation. So it, there it's all That's true in any field, doesn't matter what it is. But
1: what we're talking about is a demographic uh, that votes. So that's run by guilt, makeup, sex, or makeup, you know, oh, we should have given it to him this year, but we were too busy giving it to that guy this year because he was about to die or he was dead. That was guilt. So That's all guilt. I know. So these are the rules. We uh, we're just not told about them unless you listen to Morning Feed on G Town Radio. GTownRadio.com. We are the sound from Germantown Community Radio to the world. So, uh, the French guy's going to get it? Yes. Okay. I think the French guy's going to get it too. And now, pretend I'm uh, carding up a drum roll here for Best Picture. God, can I say this all in one breath? The artist, that's the silent movie. The Descendants, that's the movie where George Clooney pretends to be a dad. Extremely loud and incredibly close. The America's sweetheart, Tom
0: Hanks. And but that's the, that's the guilt nomination because of 9-11. Because nobody, nobody right. can sit through it. Nobody likes this and movie. So. Scott Rudin, too. Yes, there you go.
1: The Help, that's the liberal movie about white people saving black people. Hugo, which I voted for because it's the only one of these movies that I saw and I liked it. Did you see it yet, Adam?
0: I didn't because of the okay. screening they held was at the Franklin Museum and okay. in 3D and I can't do All it.
1: right. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Midnight in Paris, which frankly, eight months ago, to my mind, was the early leader because I felt uh, it was time for Hollywood uh, to forgive. I remember Woody. you said
0: something about yeah. that, and I said it may get nominated, but he's not going to win because he's not going to show up, so they don't want to do that.
1: Right. Uh, Moneyball, which is. And you is, bet
0: me, and I think I'll probably win that bet.
1: Okay. Uh, the Tree of Life, which is uh, Terrence Malick, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, c- the cicada of That's ab- win American a- films every seven years. Best
0: cinematography, because <laughs> it does have the best cinematography. Okay.
1: And Warhorse, where Steven Spielberg. Had two source materials to draw from, and he didn't draw from either of them. <laughs> the The book was about uh, it being from the horse's viewpoint the the uh, The Broadway play was about w- one of the greatest puppeteering uh, animatronic uh, achievements ever in live theater, and uh, Steven Spielberg said, "Huh? I'm just going to put a real lovable horse in there." what a douchebag all right in in short adam war horse is to world war one vets what schindler's list is to jews basically
0: 14 million people died
1: in verdun and the horse is the star of the movie fine thanks
0: (laughs) he already made that movie though that's what saving private ryan is right
1: well, it, at least Private Ryan was about the actual soldiers. They were about no, a bunch of about, philosopher soldiers. It's
0: about the idiocy of, of like trying to save one person in the middle of all this war and its stupidity and guilt and all that. It's all the same subject matter. I mean, Woody Allen already made Midnight in Paris 30 years ago, and it was called The Purple Rose of Cairo, and it was a much better movie.
1: Okay. I didn't see Midnight in Paris, so I couldn't tell you. And so, yeah, but he's, he's sleeping with someone new now or, and so he needed, okay. So what's going to win? The artist.
0: You think? Yes.
1: That would be, uh, Hollywood saying, yeah, we're artists too.
0: Mm -hmm. And we like things that are French.
1: French and small.
0: And we like John Goodman. I, I, everybody likes John
1: Goodman. (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. Do you have any early favorites for next year? <laughs> no. Haywire. Okay. <laughs> that's Adam, it's
0: still a new movie I saw.
1: Adam, how many of these movies have you seen of the nine?
0: Uh, let's see. Um, I saw Tree of Life, Midnight in Paris. I saw The Artist. I saw Descendants. I, I had no intention of seeing Hugo or See. Extremely I, loud. Of all
1: of all the disrespect you give me, and it's good radio, so I don't begrudge it. Um, you not seeing a movie.
0: 3d I can't, I can't do it
1: then don't watch it in 3d
0: okay i'll wait till it comes out on video and watch it in 2d that's fine. why
1: isn't isn't there another uh uh isn't there a movie theater where it's playing not in 3d
0: you know the last time i paid to see a movie
1: oh so you had to get it in for free you had to watch the 3d version is that it yes ah see i didn't know that part um of the movies you saw that are nominated which would you have uh, voted for
0: the Descendants of those, as I think, was the one I liked the most. Okay.
1: And do you like Spam?
0: Not really. Okay.
1: Um, now, uh, of the movies you saw that are not nominated, uh, would you have a preference uh, for this prestigious award to be given out on Sunday night? Drive. Drive, which I still haven't seen because it's not on anything I get on the television.
0: And and since, uh, you know, that was never going to get nominated. Martha Marcy May Marlene. Yes, that's exceptional.
1: Okay. Although anything's possible, Winter's Bone was nominated uh, the year uh, last year or the year before, and I like that the best of all the movies I saw, and I think that's the well, quintessential it, small it, it, movie with next, nobody you know. When,
0: when we get to the section where I get to explain all this stuff, I'm going to explain about Martha and Marcy May Marlene and what the reasoning for not getting nominated was.
1: That segment would be coming now. Go! Okay, Tell us, take us, uh, give, give yourself a title for what you're about to talk about. Can we do this in 15 minutes? Because I got to go.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to try.
1: All right, here we go.
0: All right. So uh, I vote on the, uh, for, for the Online Film Critics Society Awards because I'm in the Online Film Critics Society. <laughs> Does now. that have an anagram? Oh, FCS. I don't, I don't know, you know, whatever you want to do with it. I don't like the title either, but okay. Know. So we get free screeners um, from the Academy, but it, there's always going to be stuff that comes earlier in the year because we vote at the end of December. So we have to have the, all the stuff having seen and all that other things. So when you said uh, how, what's a better life and who's that guy who got nominated for best actor, mm-hmm. that was the first movie that we all got a better life. That was the first movie that arrived somewhere in October. In other words, we all have big piles, and whatever we get through in that pile of screeners and all this other stuff, that is going to get you know, voted for. And the easiest thing to access would be a retail DVD, which is what it was, and it mm. was there early. So you just show up and get excited and you watch it, and maybe you remember that. Or it's at the bottom of the pile, meaning that it got watched last, So meaning that someone... Uh, you know, was working their way through it. And then that was the one at the bottom. And they thought, okay, well, we'll get to that. And so they voted for that. It's that's how random it is. And the movies that were nominated and the ones that weren't all relate to what was in my pile because I get the same stuff that everyone else got. Um, now there are different uh, critic circles and they get some different screeners. Some of the critic circles got extremely loud and incredibly close. I didn't. I was perfectly happy not to get it. Mm -hmm. It was because it was a later release. That's, you know, that's fine. I'm not upset at, you know, I think it was Warner or whatever. But it's all related to what ends up in, in these in these piles i mean you know you get the artist we got iron lady we got you know the, a whole bunch of things you'd be like well you know i haven't seen this how did the you know madonna movie get in there you know all this stuff like that makes harvey sense. yes but all because they're terrific at at uh, the way they send out the screeners but there was a backlash against weinstein because of the elaborate sort of pack- bribery the elaborate packaging mm-hmm. and they were told you know you got a you got a you know, pull that back a little, and this year Fox Searchlight was punished for it because they sent out a number of extra things like screenplays and mm-hmm. picture books and in to, the goodie bags. No, separately. What they oh. do is, I got one. I got screenplays. Do I got, you ever get a
1: Harvey goodie bag?
0: Uh You used to, but mm-hmm. we don't anymore because now that now they've cut back and it's just cardboard with a screener in it, which is fine. I'm not looking for a whole bunch of things like that and. Uh, so Harvey
1: gets oral sex, but he doesn't even get out. Take uh, send out a beer cozy anymore.
0: I, I guess not. No. Oh man, they wanted to quote make it fair, but so Fox Ursule was punished this year. So because they st- continue to send this stuff out. And, you know, it's not seen as environmentally friendly because it's just a waste. And there's, you know, getting a screenplay for a movie like Shame is not really going to do a lot of good because it's mostly a mood film. But Shame and Martha Marcy Marlene were hurt by the the over-elaborate packaging and all that stuff and whether or not... When you look at the stuff you get, it's difficult to tell if there's a DVD in it. Like the first time we got their packaging for Martha Marcy May Marlene, Mm -hmm. everyone thought it was the disc had fallen out, but it turned out it was just a, 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 a like postcards and photos and all this stuff like that. But it was the size that a disc would be in, and there was a you know, there's no excuse for the girl from Martha Marcy May Marlene not to be nominated. It's just so obvious. There, the reason something like we need to talk about Kevin wasn't nominated for anything. Let alone, you know, editing or Tilda Swinton or any of that stuff.
1: She almost got nominated for Best Actor. The reason that it would have been a neck and neck between her and Glenn Close. The
0: reason that didn't that didn't get nominated.
1: How is, do you have a face like that and and you take a man's name? Isn't that really just playing the type too much for an actor?
0: Probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, because her parents knew what she'd look like. But, yeah. How about that? Uh, we need to talk about Kevin was not nominated, and I can tell you why. Mariah
1: Heap, the Lost Years, starring Glenn Close. Yeah
0: the screener that they sent out for, we need to talk about Kevin. I think it's focus features mm-hmm. that did it was flawed there. There was an audio problem and it all sounded like it was coming out of a tunnel. And so anybody watching that would have been annoyed and turned it off. Now it, it's, or
1: thought it was art.
0: Well, after a while you realize it's not intentional and it's not supposed to sound like that the whole time. And the same thing happened to Woody Harrelson because they sent out a screener of rampage and oh sorry rampart not rampage rampart and uh that was flawed as well and while that's He was high. Well well that well the millennium that put out the disc, disc okay. screwed up. He didn't make the movie he's just in it and he's he's great in it. But that disc was flawed and there was a replacement disc sell, so, uh, sent out so I'm sure there was a situation where there were you know oh well, I have two of the same movie and what's this and they just skipped it or whatever So why the didn't confusion because Marcy... it's old people you know and, and he's Excellent in the Rampart. The movie is okay, but he really deserved to be nominated. So, the girl in
1: Marcy didn't get nominated, whereas Rooney Mara gets nominated, and the girl from uh, Winter's Bone got nominated.
0: The girl from Winter's Bone.
1: The young girl in Winter's Oh, you Bone mean last year? Yeah. I think you meant it.
0: Yes. Well, just the way the campaigns work. Mm. it's all about that sort of randomness that I was going into earlier. And, you know, Who Wins being a crapshoot is based on, you know, the list that I had there, which was, we had three rounds. One was the suggestions for nomination list, and then there was... The nomination, and there's 13 pages of these things. And you, you know, no, I, me knowing that I'm in a circle with like 110 other critics not like literally a circle, but like a critics, you know, society mm-hmm. with 110 other critics I know that my vote is basically meaningless because I'm only one person. And it's always going to work this way that the consensus is going to be two and a half men or whatever it is. So I tended to like nominate things that I like personally that I know have absolutely no shot. So last year I suggested people vote for Don Johnson in Machete because I thought he was very funny. There's no way in hell that Don Johnson would have got nominated for Machete. And there's no way in hell that Margaret would have got nominated for anything because of all of the complications with the lawsuit. But it's a great movie. Marcy, Marcy. No, no. There's Margaret and there's also Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. See,
1: Martha. The Marcy Marlene, I think, uh, that woman, uh, young girl, mm-hmm. didn't get nominated. I think that's an Olsen backlash. Yeah,
0: I, it, and I,
1: I think they weren't sure if it was one of the twins. It doesn't, it,
0: she doesn't look that much like that.
1: Well, the name, I uh, I just think that's the way they think.
0: Maybe. It's a common name. But it, it, I would bet it had to do... Because Shame got hurt by that, too. Because th- there were some no-brainers in that one, too.
1: Uh, Adam, these are people who keep going to the same restaurants night after night where the paparazzi will be and then ask uh, why the paparazzi are always around. Yet they keep going to the restaurants where the paparazzi are and they never put the two things together. Those
0: are the 70 people you've heard of. The people who make up most of the Academy are people who were like TV stars but who might made a couple of movies in the 70s and maybe got nominated. Lou, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. type uh, ernest borgnine that sort of thing
1: they keep going to the same restaurants too yes, but, but, nobody, they but nobody but nobody cares musso and frank's
0: but nobody cares there's not there's not a photographer so you know that yeah, but
1: when they were popular that's what they did i'm just talking this is the level you know uh how uh people say oh these sports stars they graduate from college and they're they're coddled and they're spoiled and they don't know how to read and when they're Careers are over in sports. They just uh, blow all their money and turn to drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what Hollywood is, except they never lose their jobs. They just, you know, go to television.
0: Yeah, they just work on the emergency road, love boat equivalent, right? Whatever that is. But they
1: they never completed their education, right? So they never know real. It's really just a trailer park transferred to a place with a whole lot of land and live and help.
0: Yes, I will agree with that. So I know we've only got a few minutes, so I'm going to... That's all right. I'm trying to go... Quicker. Okay, fine. And if you... Here, here's what, you know, um, go forward to the slide that's let, that says...
1: Phase three, mandatory. Okay. Yes, there you go. Best picture. So these uh, were uh, categories and uh,
0: nominees they gave you? No, we all voted. In, we had a nomination period as I well see. as a suggestion period. So the so nominate online
1: everything. blogging movie people community made their own nominations
0: well not i mean there's a lot of people who appear in quotes or in these you know okay you you see blurbs that a lot of these people is elvis
1: mitchell in this group
0: no but he's not an accredited critic anymore
1: does uh, you're telling me does he still have that hair
0: i believe he does
1: see that's a deal breaker
0: okay but the point is you can see what i voted for and it's not what i would have voted for for best picture because that's the that those were the choices i was given
1: Do you consider Elvis Mitchell the Annie Leibovitz of movie reviewers, which is at one point he had credibility, but now he's too much of a star ass kisser.
0: Yeah, but he's still, he's because that's where the money is. She's still taking photographs and he's not really a critic. So is that what they are? (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) All righty. So the point is of the, I'm basically have to select from the movies that I'm given from what everyone nominated whether they made, you know, how many lists and uh, like they get certain points for all this complicated mm-hmm. system to add up to all, you know, whatever becomes those nominations. So then I just vote from of the five that I'm right. given. What What's better than the others? Now, it's never going to be the favorite of, you know, whatever right. your favorite of the year is. It's just going to be, well, this was this was better than that. I didn't like this movie at all. So I'll just vote for this.
1: And you still keep the old format as in uh, five nominees for best picture yes, and yes, of right the five four of them uh, are on the uh, actual nine nominee academy ballot that be- meaning tree of life hugo descendants and Artist. and you iconoclast you voted for the one movie that was not nominated um, in the
0: actual Academy Award. Well, it was Drive, right? Exactly. Yes, because all the critics loved Drive, but the peop- the, the old folks wouldn't have liked all the violence. Okay. But the point is, um, we, I, I knew Drive was not going to win. I was either going to be the artist or the Tree of Life, because th- mm-hmm. those are more critic friendly in that sense of like, you know, you. The Tree you, of
1: Life? Critic friendly? Yeah, in the sense Nobody, that. Nobody knows.
0: No, no, no. There's passion for it. That's the point. It's that there's a lot of people who hate it, but you only need that small minority. That's that's what I was getting at. That 280 votes. That's all you need. Okay, but I you think only need 280 of 7,000 people.
1: Hollywood uh, likes people who sit consi- who they consider artistic, but they cannot forgive one thing, and they cannot forgive lack of product because it's all about product. And Terrence Malick. Just does not make he enough was nominated movies.
0: for he was nominated for best director and he put best picture i mean clearly
1: but he'll never win because he does yeah but he but is not it a matter. factory it he does
0: not adhere to the product
1: driven hollywood yeah you' you're
0: you're going with like a big conspiracy theory it's he, uh, it's, it's, not, not it's not a it's not conspiracy
1: like that. it's all it, everybody thinking the same is not conspiracy it's dumb.
0: Then he wouldn't have got nominated for the last, it's what? Spiteful. 50, the last three movies. But he they don't on? get
1: together and agree on it. That's a conspiracy. If you learn nothing today, <laughs> a conspiracy is when people get together and to discuss how they act. A bunch of pedestrian minds all reaching the same low end conclusion yes, is different. That's groupthink.
0: I mean, yeah. but the whole all side is group think.
1: It's dumb people all saying, "Wow, you mean if I eat that cereal, I have a girlfriend? Wow, where do I go?"
0: Yes, the McDonald's Budweiser yeah. theory. Okay, but the point is that I knew that Drive was not going to win, and then uh, on my nominations list, the ones I suggested for other people or what I voted for nominations, I knew that L. Fanning, who I thought gave the best supporting performance of the year, was not going to win in Super Eight in, in a you know middling movie or. Uh, Ellen Page She was very very funny And super But she's never Going to get nominated For that
1: what, move, what was that about?
0: That was uh, One of those uh, Common man wants To be a superhero But far more realistic
1: Oh well that's good Because I really liked her In the pregnant teenager movie
0: Yeah she's better in this it's, Really? It's a less obnoxious movie It's uh She was adorable uh, Rain Wilson is the lead And Isn't he a little old for her? <laughs> it, it's not a love interest thing Okay She's a sidekick or she wants to be, or she's so fascinated by the notion. It's she's just very funny, and it's worth seeing.
1: Okay, does he wear the hip glasses, or does he change? Does he change because he's an actor?
0: I, I seem to remember him wearing glasses, but he's playing a really antisocial, nerdy type. Okay. Who, oh, really?
1: There's a stretch. Who's left okay. by his wife? Best director. Now, strangely, you you uh, voted for the guy who directed Drive. Would you always do that, Adam? And uh, if, if if I thought if I, I may a, change the tenor of that question, if, if I thought why the hell would anybody vote for another director than the one that you the like best the movie. most. Yeah.
0: Well, because certain things are thought of as, Oh, well that's more of a producing movie, but that's more of a directing movie. I mean, that's you really, know, you
1: yeah. don't think that's because, uh, Hollywood wants to give out two best movie things. I think it's just a way for Hollywood. It's to basically, it's, bench, it's
0: basically rewarding what they perceive as right. authorship, okay. Not, not anything like what, what, what looks like a product, you know,
1: you did Clooney for best actor so that...
0: of of my of the choices. What were the other choices? The French guy. Right. And I thought that movie was okay, but not, you know,
1: okay. And Elizabeth Olsen, the right. Olsen uh, uh that is not a twin.
0: Right. I would have voted for Anna Paquin and Margaret, but she wasn't there. Elizabeth Olsen was very good, so I went with that.
1: Okay. Uh, uh John
0: Hawkes again and Marthy Martha Marcy May Marlene. And it was a matter of like who else was nominated. Best support. Well, Albert Brooks I hear is good in Drive. He is. He is very good in Drive, but I I like John Hawkes more in okay. Martha Marcy May Marlene. Uh,
1: Best Supporting Actress: Carrie Mulligan, who I think is attractive. What do I know her from?
0: An Education. No. Uh, Wall Street Two. No. What, are you kidding? Uh, that yeah, that's horrible. Uh, well, I mean, are
1: you kidding? As if I would have looked at it.
0: Never Let Me Go. She's that's a great film. Maybe
1: I just know her for uh, from a, a, a Vanity Fair cover. The
0: greatest, but it's not a great film. But uh, no, I know her from a Vanity Fair. Probably. cover.
1: Probably. Yeah. Okay, uh, for Shame, yes. another, not the Bergman, Scammon Shame, which I do no, enjoy. No, 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 but it is Although, similar. Although, can you enjoy a Bergman movie? No, no you can't. No, uh, it's like a Jewish holiday. You don't celebrate it, but there it is. You experience it. Yeah, you observe it. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. uh, Shame is similar. It's in a, you know, you observe uh, Michael Fassbender go through all this. Oh, it's know, a Fassbender, okay. Uh, addiction to sex, you know, because the, the director. Oh, had well, made, I'm there now. What?
1: I'm there now.
0: No, you'll 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 like the movie. I
1: bet I will. And the, the, somebody pretty enough to be on a Vanity Fair cover uh, in a movie about sex that has. Well, she plays his uh, sister,
0: but you know there good, is there is a sexual element in there anyway. Good for not me. between them, but okay. But it's implied screenplay. But the point is that Shane wasn't nominated, and and you know at least Fassbender was a, was a no brainer in some sense. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't I don't get it except for that. Fox Searchlight Backlash, that they couldn't ignore Clooney because he was Clooney, but you could ignore other things.
1: Uh, we won't go into best screenplay because nobody cares. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, it, that, that's a complete crapshoot because, you know, best adapted screenplay. Well, Drive is an adapted screenplay. If you watch the movie, nobody really talks. It's very funny, but there's mm-hmm. not a lot of dialogue, and the book it's based on, nobody has read. So it's just one of those, like, uh, yeah, I guess it's based on other material.
1: Well, um, I, I've looked in the history of uh, Hollywood. Um, there are adapted. I mean, uh, West Side Story uh, was not an adapted screenplay, according to the <laughs>
0: according to the well, academy. Because Romeo and Juliet was out of copyright, I
1: guess. FBI? And then Buck Henry, uh, who literally copied. Every line from the book, The Graduate, onto a clean white sheet of paper and then handed it to Mike Nichols. He got nominated for adapted screenplay when it was just the book uh, written over again in Buck Henry's handwriting. Mm -hmm. So um, these are nebulous, nebulous points. Right. The the point being of
0: of all of this is it's what we were sent that people voted for in the Oscars and in the OFCS and in every award ceremony. It's what we got sent or what the what they would screen next to our house because the the sending of the DVDs is is more important for older folks who don't necessarily have the energy to go to 70 movies that they that they want you to go see that they'll organize screenings for you but you've got to go to them.
1: Before I ask Adam the last few fun questions and they're going to be fun, I have to double back I have been remiss. Uh, I did two shows about the most undeserving Oscar winners. uh, And I just need to go back into that and do the decade by decade winners. Of the 90s, it was... Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Of the 80s. And that, man, a lot of really... You know what? I like Dances
0: with Wolves more than I like Forrest Gump. Okay. I can't watch it. Uh, I had better le- cinematography. That's that's the only differentiation for me. I don't know. There's one
1: very small, wonderful uh, scene in Forrest Gump. And I know this is a generational thing. Just hearing
0: Sally Field, Sally Field
1: having sex God. was enough for me.
0: That was funny. I give it that.
1: The uh, most undeserving movie of the 80s. I got to go with ordinary people because, again, it's up against Raging Bull.
0: The Ga- 70s. I got to say Gandhi.
1: Okay. The 70s, rocky without question.
0: Yeah, but it's a watchable movie. No, it is not. Not well, to me. Okay, not to you. But go through the other movies of the seventies. Uh and... Patton
1: is watchable. The French Connection is watchable. Watchable. The, the Godfather. Watchable. Uh the uh the Sting is awful, but it, you it, kinda you can, can sit watch... through you can sit through yeah. it. Yeah. Godfather Part Two. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One flew over the Cuckoo's Nest. I don't really enjoy it, but, but you, it's watchable. You, yeah, yes. Annie Hall is a good movie. All right, the Deer Hunter. You might have there. me there. There you go. You have the Deer Hunter. But look what it's up against. What's 79 uh kramer versus kramer yeah you're okay. right but see i i gotta say the deer hunter can't win for worst movie academy award winner because look at what it's up against coming home heaven can wait uh, midnight express and an unmarried woman i mean these are i know
0: i but you hate uh patty chayefsky and when rocky was up against network
1: yeah you're right Uh, and bound bound for
0: glory which is not
1: (laughs) you're right but 79 kramer versus kramer has all that jazz of fine film apocalypse now breaking away and even normal ray i'd rather watch than kramer versus kramer yes um but again i don't know see rocky is such a touchstone of old hollywood dying and the hand coming out of the grave and taxi driver it's up against taxi driver yeah but taxi
0: driver was never going to win like citizen kane was never going to win like pulp fiction was never going to win we're
1: not talking about handicapping here we're talking about worst and most undeserving oscar winner
0: yeah but it's a matter of violence at the time and all that stuff can we uh
1: we are not virulent in our disagreement here though Mm -hmm. are we no rocky's up there uh of the 60s Gotta be Oliver, a finalist, but it's up against Funny Girl, Lion and Winter, Rachel, Rachel, Romeo, and Juliet. Again, just a cavalcade of mediocrity. A mad for all seasons. I can't watch that either. But look what it's up. All right, Alfie. It's gotta be the sound of music, even though it's a it's up against three other movies that I can't watch. Well, you,
0: what, you got The Apartment is like sixty, right? That- yeah, The Apartment's
1: a fine film. Yeah.
0: Sixty one is what?
1: A West Side story. Awful. But look what it's up against. Fanny what uh the guns of navarone big piece of bloated crap the hustler noir films don't run two and a half hours end of story and judgment at nuremberg stanley kramer says wasn't the concentration camps bad we knew that already so uh, what's it up against? 63
0: is is lawrence
1: of arabia
0: okay that i think i think that's legitimately a great film yeah tom jones a great film i can't sit through that one
1: i can uh, many times my fair lady you're right, awful, uh, only for the miscasting, and it's up against strange love. But the sound of music is, if I may be really ult- ultimately Catholic here, is an abortion on film. So thank you. A- anybody tuning out? Gosh, I hope so. But the 50s is where it comes to.
0: Around the world ninety days. That seems an obvious choice, right?
1: Obvious until you experience the magnificence of the greatest show on earth.
0: The uh, see, because this, no, I can sit through the greatest show on earth more than I can sit through around the world in 80 days. I can N- neither are good, but I can sit through one or the other.
1: The uh, I, uh, as we all know from uh, being in elementary school, right after Genius IQ comes, idiot again, it's a big circle. The greatest show on earth goes around that circle four times. It is one of the most hilarious movies ever. I think Jimmy Stewart as a doctor in clown makeup uh, throughout the entire movie and then treating people after a train wreck, including animals in, with a doctor. Anybody, clown anybody
0: makeup. dressed like a clown or a baby. You got, uh, you, this got is, you, you got Roger Moore and Octopussy dressed like a clown. It,
1: it didn't win um, <sighs> the greatest show on earth, which, of course. Zardoz. With there's so, many, there's so many connections. It was given the movie because they felt Cecil B. DeMille would be dead at any moment, yet he made some of the biggest box office bonanzas all throughout the 50s, including the Ten Commandments. So they were wrong in giving it to him because they figured this is it for him. I give The Greatest Show on Earth the Cecil B. DeMille Award to Cecil B. DeMille as most undeserving it's up against not tough competition high noon another preachy kramer thing ivanhoe horrible uh moulin rouge also har- although it's the only time that jose ferrer ever acted at his own height did you know he wore, wore prosthetic leg things and all his other roles to make him look taller i
0: assume most actors do when they're yeah. up against taller women yeah
1: and uh, the quiet man which i can watch because it's so wonderfully Irish in the in a good way that is the ones who live in Ireland uh, but the greatest show on earth for me is the touchstone of all uh, incredibly awful hilarious yet not intended to be so
0: I don't think we're that far apart because okay. you would admit that around the world in 80 days is pretty awful right
1: yeah but there was uh, and you know in a way it got the award for the same reason they thought DeMille was going to die Mike Todd w- was pretty much known to be dead by the time right and Mike Todd's death—the rare death that created two undeserving Academy Awards, one for the movie that was he, again he put every dime of his own money in. You know he did the crapshoot. He was the old school Hollywood guy. I don't go for other people's money. I throw everything into the pot. And he he would have been one of the wealthiest, most powerful men in Hollywood had that plane not made a left at Albuquerque. And then later, uh, two years later. Elizabeth Taylor, for one of her, and how many horrible Elizabeth Taylor per, uh, acting jobs are. There's so much to choose you can from. you say Butterfield 8, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, just awful. <laughs> a movie with Elizabeth Taylor and her breasts playing a prostitute, and it's the most unerotic thing I've ever seen in my life. In a way, a great acting job, but not the one she intended. Right. Just awful. And she won for Mike Todd dying, too
0: right four or five years later yeah well it yeah. was
1: the next it, she she i think she was nominated for cat on a hot tin roof that year but again as you said the hollywood uh voting contingent is so old they didn't realize he was dead until a couple of years later right what mike he was dead and it wasn't really his real name his real name was like mike rabinowitz anyway so they finally by the time they realized he was really one of them they realized he was dead, Oliver Shulam, and then they gave it to Do him. Do
0: you want a money morning quarterback the last decade, the uh, aughts? The aughts,
1: uh, 2000, Gladiator. Again, I can tune in for the fight scenes and have a good time. A Beautiful Mind, just awful. Again, you know, any anti-Semitic retarded man being uh, – it's an Opie movie. And it's up against Gosford Park, which I love. Um, I'm going to cut right to the chase. It's Chicago for me. It's Chicago three people in a musical who can neither sing nor
0: dance. See, I don't care so much about that. I I had a harder time sitting through A Beautiful Mind. Okay. Honestly.
1: A Beautiful Mind is up against the movie I really love, Gosford Park. But I think Chicago is so profoundly bad in this cast. Starts out from Minor Fosse. Thank God Bob Fossey wasn't alive to see what they did to his work. And again, three people who can neither sing nor dance. And it's up against, and here's it. You know, here's a touchstone for me. It's up against Gangs of New York, which I have to watch with uh, DiCaprio digitally removed to be able so to So you
0: see. need me to make a fan cut of that where I remove Without me. question. Okay. And the movie will... It, st- it will be very short, but that's all right. It'll work. Yes, because the first 40 minutes are actually great in that movie. It'll work. And the rest of it, not so much.
1: You know what? That was, of course, the first Scorsese movie that happened after Kubrick died. Kubrick's uh, death death of course, affected all of us. It affected us, all of us, it all of us, when we saw that last movie he made, really affected us then. When I fore- saw the first pre-fight scene of Gangs of New York, tears almost came to my eyes because I said, all right, we have now our Kubrick, you know, he will make big movies now. He will make movies that will perhaps stand in for the movies that Stanley would have made. And then, of course, the kid shows up. And then I remember, well, you know, Stanley didn't really care about who he put in his movie, or he would have never put Ryan O'Neill in a movie, never put Marissa Berenson in a movie, never put Tom Cruise or the wife in a movie. Modine. You know, Modine was fine for that movie.
0: Yeah, I was joking anyway. You
1: know, Modine in in Full Metal Jacket is like Natalie Wood in Rebel Without a Cause. She plays a mindless 16-year-old. W- and dressing. guess what she was? Yeah. She was a mindless 16-year-old in was, real I was, life. I was kidding. Okay, then. Well, you're so serious, Adam. No, so, I'm not.
0: I usually, most everything I say is a joke. And, but.
1: and Lord of the Rings is just, well, I can't sit through that. But, you know, it's got to be, it's, it's not just how bad Chicago is, it's all the things it stands for, which is putting people who can't sing and dance, and I'm much gayer than you, Adam. I don't mind saying that on the air. And when you put three people who can't sing and dance into a musical, that to me is a deal breaker. You can't paint your wagon a, a Camelot. We can go through it. My fair lady.
0: 1776.
1: No, um, those people were mostly from the stage show and they were cast in the stage th- show for their ability to be continental congressy and the uh, the music, much of which is almost patter talk. Was adapted. So that was part... That sounds similar
0: to that, that, that Navy SEAL movie that opens today where they're bragging, called Act of Valor where they're bragging that stars real Navy SEALs who are not actors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By the way, sense.
1: I love Under Siege, speaking of SEALs.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if it holds up that well, but... Have they, we
1: discussed Under Siege on the air?
0: I'm a big Seagal fan in the sense that he's such a bloated blowhard that it's he's endlessly amusing. And Under Siege is is probably his best movie. Without it, question, right. I think. But but it's also kind of too mediocre for me to enjoy.
1: Oh, no. I think it's an eminently enjoyable because they solved, as I like to term it, the Steven Seagal right. problem. Right. You,
0: you have two villains, and they're more you know, entertaining. He's so
1: profoundly bad, you need two good acting yes. over-the-top villains and the Missouri Yes. Which the Missouri is to warships what Steven Seagal is to bad acting. Right. <laughs> just really big, and you just can't believe it once you see it. The scale is immense. Yeah, so they solved that problem. I right. mean, people see problems. Like the problem The uh, uh, the Matrix solves the Keanu Reeves problem right. by allowing Larry Fishburne to do all the talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
0: so do we go through all the two thousands? Yeah. The
1: 2000 Lord of the Rings, ridiculous million dollar baby. But what's it up against sideways? Oh, come on. Crash again. Uh, yeah,
0: there you go. That's the answer right there. Crash. You're right. Because
1: it's up against good night. and Good luck, which is good. Capote, which is very good. And oh, are, are you ready for me to alienate some people? Brokeback Mountain, which is just a women's picture without the women in it.
0: No, no, that's right. It's just a weepy. Yeah. But it's a well-made Weepy. Okay. The, I haven't thought about it since I saw it, but it's a well-made Weepy.
1: The Departed, which is minor Scorsese, and I enjoyed Middle, Little Miss Sunshine much better. No Country for Old Men, no problem. Nope,
0: not pro- that's very good.
1: Although it was a, it was a tough year because there will be blood is in there. Slumdog Millionaire, it's, you know, the lilies of the field for the Indians, mm-hmm. basically. It's like, oh, I hear they're over here now, but what's it up against? The Reader... Which I can't talk about because I didn't see it. Oh. Milk, which is you know,
0: it's the 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 is watchable. Milk is watchable. But, yes, but but the documentary is way better.
1: Right, right. The Hurt Locker can't talk about it. Didn't see it. Um, it
0: it's I, better. Hurt Locker won. Yeah, and that 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 was better than the other ones they nominated. But again,
1: here I'm. Uh, you should pardon the expression up in the air because i didn't see up in the air i saw up i saw district nine which i enjoyed i saw avatar which i would burn every print of if i could and i didn't see anything else so i can't discuss so most overrated film of the aughts Uh, crash crash you think
0: that Uh, was the one that i saw at the time and laughed at
1: see i again chicago
0: it's got to be chicago for me for what it stands, did you laugh at chicago no, I did not okay. laugh at Chicago. I Crash away. was funny a moment one.
1: I saw Crash. That's the one where the black people and the white people all talk a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like a movie about somebody finding a dollar bill and then it goes... Yeah, it's one of those Hollywood movies. 20 bucks, like yeah. that. Many people live in this city. Hey, really? Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is L.A. There are 8 million stories in L.A. and we're going to show... All of them to you Remember,
0: Paul Haggis started on Walker, Texas Ranger. A highly underrated. uh, And and, and then made crash. Chuck Norris
1: did support Ron Paul, but it turned out Ron Paul made too much sense. So I think he switched to Santorum.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that might have had to do with Chuck Norris has had a great hairpiece for so long, and Ron Paul's son, Rand Paul, needs a hairpiece because his Comb over slash plugs aren't working, so that probably that was the initial connection, and then Norris actually listened to Paul's platforms. And- yet
1: Chuck Norris's back is incredibly hairy. That's i ir- That's follicle based irony. I think.
0: Well, is, that's how that stuff works. When you take, is it vitamin E? It makes your hair grow, but it makes it grow everywhere. No, uh, isn't that what Adam? Rogaine, yeah. Adam? Yeah. Adam.
1: <laughs> Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris in the Coliseum, where he rips a Hank of his chest hair out to great effect. And I heard that was real. I think Chuck Norris knew that was supposed to happen and he said, okay. Because if not, Bruce Lee would have kicked his ass for real. Oh, sure, yes. So uh, that had nothing to do with the vitamin E or anything. That's when Chuck Norris had No, but I bet
0: it got thicker and more coarse when he started taking the Rogan equivalent.
1: (sighs) I'm, I'm just skeevy thinking about it. I have a new message. How do I get
0: it? Well, while you're doing that, uh, on March 3rd, we're showing the uncut version of Burn. It's at 6 o'clock at the Broad Street Ministry, 315 South Broad Street. There will be prizes and a post-screening discussion. And there will not be the technical problems we occasionally experienced at uh, Video Library. Go um, to regrettablesincerity.com and click on the link on the right side. If you uh, I learn can't more. do all that shit. No, I'm talking to the four people, oh, well, okay. two people listening. No, there's more than that. What do you got, seven? I don't know. Okay, maximum of 9. Hello 9 people.
1: You know, you're a dirty son of a bitch, Adam, and you'll never be back, but that's okay. You'll be back anyway.
0: Right. So all you kids go down there. And they're not going to prevent me from showing R-rated material, so don't worry about that. Was there a thought about that? Well, yeah, there's always a concern that they'll they'll say, "Well, you can't do this because of this this this." But I've already But that's talked. why
1: kids go to college to have uh, R-rated lives.
0: Yes, but but uh, you know you'd think if you're showing something at a church, you would be prevented from, you know, showing.
1: Oh right, the church, the thing with the naked guy up on a cross with nails yes, through
0: his hands. Exactly that thing. I have been told as long as it's not ridiculous that you know it's okay. I can even show Day of the Beast if I want to, which is pretty blasphemous and um, very entertaining.
1: Adam Lippy of well, what it's still
0: th- medium rare cinema.
1: Medium, rare cinema now on South Broad Street. Yes. At a much larger and more elaborate digs.
0: Yes, broad, near Lombardish, Chestnut, that sort of area. And for
1: those of you who want to rent out a small but exclusive uh, screening room, probably give the video library a call because uh, Adam, for all his love of Mount Airy, has abandoned it. <laughs> there they they were
0: technical issues that prevented me wanting to continue. Too, too late
1: to explain it away, Adam. Um, And that is our show for today. (laughs) Short. Yeah, I know. I got to go because (laughs) you've never been here on Friday. You don't know about my Friday schedule. I I do not. I have to get home before Shabbos. Uh, uh, My name is Ed Feldman. Next week, uh, guests and and lively uh, animated talk but you can't see how animated it is unless we get the tv camera in here and that'll be soon as soon as i can get a director make a person and a stylist and a craft services table this is morning feed lighting this is day g-town radio no no lighting uh the sound from germantown community radio to the world and we now return you to you know what your regularly scheduled program <laughs>